0: There I see we Black,
1: go. Tendency, All right, can you see us, sir? I can see Kai.
0: <laughs> oh, why is it always me?
1: Marlon, did you mute yourself?
0: I just muted myself. Cool, but I, I, will re- I will rejoin. Though
1: does Apple pipe everything through the server, or does it go directly from? Do we have peer-to-peer connections here? I'm
2: not sure. Um, given that it's end-to-end encrypted, we could probably it could probably get away with being peer-to-peer. Mm. Um, as in there's no real advantage to sending it through. But who knows? Can you see it, who who knows? Yes, I can. Yep. Oh, good. Cool.
1: Yeah, because what Web RTC like that backs all, almost all of the other ones, Uh, they actually do it on the LAN if you're on the same network, which is kind of ah, cool. Ah, that's cool. So if you're yeah, in nice. a corporation and you're in an office which is a concept that we had in the olden days um <laughs> and you would do a, like a zoom call they would actually do peer-to-peer within the same network i don't know if zoom in particular but like discord and similar ones that actually do web rtc properly it would we'll just do peer-to-peer if they can based on the firewall and those kind of things and only nice. fall That's back cool. to a going through the server if if they can't find a direct route which is pretty cool very cool
2: yeah um there was a there was an article this week about well there were lots of articles this week about Zoom and their um end to end encryption recording? supposedly. Yeah we're recording. Okay, um,
0: cool. So this is the show?
2: I, I, I totally didn't pay attention to it, but yeah, apparently this is the sure, show. I guess uh, this is the show. Um <laughs> and, and one of the things was uh, one of their defenses for um basically only encrypting to their servers um was that oh so we can do things like focus on who's talking and who should be a bigger picture and all. but you can do that locally like facetime does that locally and yes it means that not everybody has exactly the same bubbles be large at the same time but like it works fine uh also realistically just just
1: show like a grid (laughs) like i don't know yeah
2: or show a grid yeah oh how Uh, bad is that facetime interface um yeah I mean, it's, it's a- just
1: my, the problem I have is just that you can't do anything with it. Like s- sometimes it's just fine, but now mm. I want—if I would want to swap Malin and your position—there's no way to do that apart from forcing yep. everyone to hang up and call back in the right order. Mm-hmm. Yep. That stuff yep. is ridiculous. Just the three yeah. people interface I actually quite like. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the three, the three person interface is fine, but once you, I think it's once you hit four or more yeah, when, and the when, bubbles start to yeah. resize. I know I've been on a few calls this week where sort of once the fourth person has dropped off, everyone goes, Oh, thank you. Thank
0: you. It's not moving anymore.
2: <laughs> um, no, mo- no motion. Yeah. But otherwise,
1: I don't know. It's Zoom is, Zoom is interesting. Mm. Interesting. Because it's so weird, right? The one thing that they do well is the part where it's like bits flowing to each other showing video. They kind of got mm-hmm. that working. Mm-hmm. Everything else is a dumpster fire. Yeah, basically. And I don't... I think a lot of those things are not malicious. I I just wonder... A lot of those can be explained by just bad software engineering, like bad understanding of platforms that you don't know. Like, the the um installer script thing you know did you see that that they're actually doing the whole Zoom install in the pre-install like pre-flight test (laughs) i don't what would be the malicious intent there there's no real like why would someone do that on purpose it feels like they they found the first part in the script where they can do what they need to do did it there kill the installer and they're like cool done
2: I don't think... Like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw the Stack Overflow uh, post suggesting that once, and, the, and they just copied the code. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> But I think it's 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 probably someone who doesn't
1: care about the mag, was told you have to build an install for a mag, and they're like, oh, stupid mag, Apple being silly. I guess we put it in the script. Seems to work. Cool. Moving on, building the next hacky, exploitable part of the software. <laughs> uh, but it's like those things... I mean, a lot of people push like talk about it as if all of this is malicious i just think it's bad like i i think they just hired a whole bunch of people who didn't care about those specific things on the platform and make them kind of workish
2: yeah and but credit credit where it's due um later in later this week they said they were going to spend the next 90 days focusing on bug (laughs) fixes and um Security improvements. So yeah. hopefully they stick to that, and hopefully the end it's result hard is hundred like, days.
1: sure, but it's like if if you're if everyone has to shout at you that you're doing crappy things until it, it's like you know if if yeah. there's a murderer say like oh man if you would have told me I shouldn't murder someone I wouldn't
2: have it's like no that's a bit late now yeah no I mean doesn't excuse it but <laughs> yeah, it's I, still better than the alternative of leaving things but um, it's, it's, also- it's a shame that it took them getting so popular yeah but action it, and, was taken. and it's
0: not like they were just small company in the first place they have been popular for a while it's just everyone isn't using it at one time but it's very common to use zoom for businesses and i think uh, i don't know i'm i am surprised that it took them this long to run into those things but at the same time they are under the looking glass at the moment it's Mm. the one thing everyone is using but I, I don't know I think I think it might like I say I think it could be a lot of sloppiness, and those things can happen but I think just the amount of it
1: yeah but it's 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 kind of I don't know it's a bit weird um they they probably have a culture that is very much focused on making things work mm-hmm and make them work under, like, whatever, you know.
0: But what are they doing now? Because Zoom hasn't changed. Like, what have they been doing since Zoom was launched? I feel like there haven't been... I haven't seen many changes in Zoom Oh no, they, The time.
1: UI changed quite a lot. Like, yeah? like, the entire, like, scheduling thing, seeing, like, your entire schedule of meetings.
0: Oh, okay, like yeah, I interface. usually just join meetings. I usually don't. <laughs> yeah,
1: you only you do a part where the bits fly in your direction. Yeah, yeah, so for me, uh, uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, but
1: yeah, there's definitely quite significant improvements to the overall okay. app.
0: Okay, so like they, it, it looks they,
1: nicer. In, in the early days, it definitely looked like mm. more of a proof of concept.
0: Because I can, I think many companies might rush things out and like maybe go with a bit of a hackier approach in the beginning, and then ten, and then the idea is to go back to it. So that's why I was thinking they would have had time to do that. Uh, but have they been like working on many other things that have? I don't know.
1: It just seems overall that they, I mean, based on a lot of the outcome, it seems like they had a culture that was more. Uh, encouraging making things work and making everything kind of work without with the least amount of user input okay. and I think that sometimes leads to those kind of decisions that were made there yeah seems okay. to be a bit hacky because they were also like if you looked at the installer script they were like retina was misspelled when yeah, it was yeah. like the image assets were supposed to be unpacked but, but it but that's spelled the thing. that is definitely that's like retina.
0: what is the what is the malicious activity yeah exactly like, it's like it, it seems
1: sloppiness. to be quite like a lot of things that are kind of rushed to make work and yeah. when they work you move on yeah um, and I think considering how many of their of those kind of things there were, it's either leftovers from the early days of like getting some startup getting stuff up and for- running at all, or it's a cultural thing where it's like, hey, let's just make it work, because a lot of them don't. Uh, so if we can make it work first, that's our differentiating factor.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you should make things work, but then I think you have to uh, make sure that it works like you want it to. Uh- but
1: I also wonder how long, you know, what is Zoom's one... One core thing; it works with the bits flying around, right? Yeah, I think that
0: that's their core thing, right?
1: Yeah, but that's—I mean, realistically, I don't think they will keep that kind of advantage forever.
0: I mean, not now. I think now there's definitely a good space opening up in the market for that uh, for a good video chat um, service.
1: Yeah, yeah. Unless, yeah, it's just it—it's weird, right? Usually, it's a lot easier to point at a clear differentiator for something that against all the competition rate r- was raising to this kind of popularity. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how they got there by just doing things that you would think all the other companies that were right in that space could also do. You know, you wouldn't think mm-hmm. that Microsoft with Skype was not in, in a position to, I mean, to make they? video just work.
0: Many people really liked Skype for a while, right? Yeah. But um, I don't know if... Were, were their video ever as good as Zoom?
1: I think it was fine. Microsoft, uh, I, and I'm... Um, if either of you know it better, I, I I'm going off my really spotty recollection. <laughs> After Microsoft bought Skype, I think they changed some of the structure where instead of having peer-to-peer connections, they kind of routed things to servers and then there were a whole bunch of issues and they tried to improve upon that. And for me at least since those days, it was never quite the same. Okay. Like it, it's just the, the, the infrastructure change that they've made. Since then, I've had a lot more issues with Skype okay. and weird, like, and then, and they built on top of those kind of mis or not necessarily mistakes, but those kind of decisions into, like, they kind of made the client really strange, where everyone tried yeah. to stay on Skype 2.3. Yeah, that's what I
0: noticed being the biggest complaint, but that's in terms of the user interface. Mm. Um, so I wasn't sure. And if-
1: resources that it required, and yeah. like, just general Microsoft design where it's like you can't find a button that is the most obvious one you obviously want to push is kind of hidden somewhere where you can't find it it was a lot of weird things and i think skype just kind of designed themselves into a space where people were no longer big advocates of it i feel like a lot Mm -hmm. of early zoom adopters were like no zoom works let's use that yeah um, and I mean, I was one of them. I kind of liked when, when, when I had to work remotely for a while. I liked to use the one where, where it kind of works, and you can actually see people, and the, the audio was kind of not super flaky. Um, <laughs> Who would have thought that I that's know.
0: what you what you want as a as a consumer?
1: Yeah, but I wonder how long that lasts now, considering that there's a lot more demand all of a sudden. There's definitely a looking glass. There's definitely yeah. the perception is kind of a bit dwindling for Zooms in, yeah. in, in, at in at time, these t- tech cycles.
0: At the same time, doesn't seem to be anything better at the time. Um, so maybe they can still save themselves and improve over those 90 days. But I feel like something else can be. It's not
1: necessarily about saving yourself, though. It's more about, I wonder how long making audio and video work is a differentiating factor. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I know. It feels like something that should be solvable. Yes, and I don't know if they're necessarily. I don't know.
2: So, um, speaking of, of video chats and stuff, how did remote core coffee go for the first time? Mm. <laughs> we used Zoom. <laughs> use Zoom, yeah? Uh, yeah. How I'm, I'm kind of curious: a) how that worked um, from the like the Zoom perspective, like if it went yeah. well, and b) sort of how you ran the meetup. Uh, like structure-wise and and any differences that might have uh, occurred from like a a regular meetup in
1: person. We kind of apply to the standard core coffee formula of not having a structure and see what happens.
0: (laughs) I mean, we were a bit concerned I would work less well, to do it that way, but what happens when it's a, for people who haven't been to court coffee or ever heard of it, it's a very casual meetup where we meet at that coffee shop. And then the conversation sort of starts rolling already back then, back when we started scheduling it, we were thinking of making it topic based, but we decided not to because we thought maybe people have things to talk about anyways. The thing that I was concerned about making it digital was that we could. N- it, it's a lot harder to split into groups, right? Everyone sort of has to be interested in the same conversation. Um, while at the cafe, people can just like split up into groups of three if they have a specific topic they want to talk about. And that works really dynamically. Um, so I was concerned about that, but then we didn't really plan a topic for the first time, for the first one. And I think it worked quite well. People were just having like one bigger conversation and then I think everyone seemed interested in it and people it were definitely chiming in. It a bit
1: more superficial. <laughs> um, not in a like, it's just hard, right? Because sometimes you realize with someone else that you're both super interested in one very particular strange topic and mm-hmm. then you go all in on that. Yep. Um, that didn't happen as much because it's hard, right? You don't want to super go into, I don't know, the intricacy- intricacies of WebRTC or mm. well, no one else cares or you you don't want to, you know, this, there's always that and that was definitely, I would say that was probably the biggest difference, but it's, it's just something different. Mm.
0: Um, and we still, like, even though more people could technically join when we are, online versus when we're meeting at a place like we don't have any physical space limit but we still decided to put a limit on the amount of people that can join just because i think having like 50 people in one chat would just be too difficult to like have one thread of conversation in mm. and people would sort of tune out and not be as interested so we did try to still keep it small to keep like one Like, focus on the one conversation.
1: But we also, this one was kind of on easy mode, because it was only people showing up that have been before. Mm, mm -hmm. um, Which obviously makes things a lot easier, right? Because you only have people that that already know each other, at least somewhat familiar with each other. We already know certain interests and areas, and it was more of a catch-up and check-in how everyone's doing kind of kind of focus which which is super easy i wonder how it goes when we actually have new people showing up and i wonder also how many new people will show up because Mm. it's definitely different and somehow i i could imagine it being more intimidating because if you're new to place you just Mm -hmm. show up at a place and you get to know people and it feels like when you're talking not everyone's listening to you right you can just sit there and kind of listen and it's a lot it it feels different from being in an online chat where mm. if you're talking, everyone has to listen to you. Yeah,
0: you also have other things to do, like you sit in there drinking coffee. Mm. Like it's a bit more casual than just focusing on the one person. Yeah.
1: Thing. So it's um I I wonder that, that that will be interesting when we actually have new people showing up to those yeah. and how that goes. Um. But yeah, first one was was fine. It was definitely there were moments that were a bit more awkward than it would be in, in normal time because. It's it's like everyone kind of gives everyone else more more breathing room while talking, mm-hmm. and it's like no one dares to kick off the new topic that everyone is forced to talk about. Mm. Um, but I think that will that will kind of uh, well, I mean it's not- I think
0: it will work. And then I mean, I was saying that in the last meetup, like if we feel like. It's not working. Then we can just someone suggests a topic on the Slack in the Slack group, and then we just keep that topic for the next time. I think it will be quite dynamic. By
1: choice, this is not my, my, my. Not the format I would pick over a in person format. I think in person events are definitely significantly more fun.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but that's not an option, right? Mm.
2: And how'd you go? So how many people did
1: you
0: have?
2: There
1: were
0: seven or eight
1: yeah
2: something okay, nice. and how do you find um zoom with seven or eight people because um I- i'm sort of i'm asking because i'm at that point of the month where i'm trying to plan um cocoa heads which <laughs> is now cocoa heads 10 two time, like, weeks away people. um and yeah it's uh <laughs> it's going um, but we'll see
0: yeah um, are you still gonna have the regular cocoa heads format when there are some speakers and um, so then I have this thing
2: reached it? out to the couple of speakers we had lined up for March actually. Um mm-hmm. who at the time both both were happy to talk later when we uh at the time when I cancelled March, uh didn't realized that this would be such a long-term thing um so i and i don't know if any i don't think any of the people who i organize it with uh had really thought ahead to like had the foresight to ask hey would you be interested in presenting remotely if that Mm -hmm. had to be the case so anyway we didn't do that at the time so i've i've sent off some emails at the start of this weekend haven't heard back. as to whether the the March presenters would be happy to give it remotely. I would also be happy to just sort of organize a one-hour Zoom call with anyone from the iOS community in mm. Sydney, who want, or any, anyone in the iOS community, really doesn't have to mm-hmm. be from Sydney, who wants to join at... Uh, in a sydney time zone um <laughs> that would be fine <laughs> um yeah it it would be regular time like that well, would, I, I appreciate be, you know.
0: your specifications here. Okay. No, no, like yeah
2: it's uh, it's not restricted like we can have <laughs> melbourne people that's fine um but <laughs> we we don't discriminate uh no but um but yeah i'm just not sure how that's going to go so uh i'll probably be um observing the melbourne one this week um, mm-hmm. keenly yeah, to sort because of get us. They're going to the, have some uh, presenters. Yeah. Um, was the, I, ha, is this
0: the first one Melbourne is doing remotely?
2: Yes, they ran okay. last month's in person. Um, mm-hmm. They sort of got okay. in just before everything went south. Um, mm-hmm. They they run theirs a week before Sydney. So by the time we got around to it, it things obviously weren't good. But when mm-hmm. they ran it, it was a bit more acceptable. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, they, they ran it last month. But yeah, this will be their first remote.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also, it's, I think in this time it is the the talks might not be as important as other days no, because yeah. mm-hmm. it's it's like everyone is stuck at home it's nice to just see some faces mm-hmm. and even if it's flaking even if the connection isn't as great everyone expects this to be an emergency, right? We're not we're not having a conference at home or a meet up at home. We're trying to have a meet up despite being in a pandemic. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and I think is, that could be
1: the mindset. Yeah, anyways.
0: I think that's a good idea because I know that there are digital conferences that have intended to be digital in the first place, but this that's not what this is. This mm. is like. Well, we're doing the best out sort of situation, mm. and, and I, I think, think
1: Zoom's free plan can do up to a hundred people without a problem. Okay. So you could even have like a, you know, you could call it a a test uh, core coffee where you're just seeing like, is this workable? Like, can we have like a hundred people? Mm-hmm. How how do we manage this? But also, I don't a...
0: think everyone would join.
1: No, uh, but... like,
0: uh, not 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 to be n- negative oh, about no, it, but <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's very I unlikely, many- especially if we have no presenters, it's very unlikely mm-hmm. we'd get the regular hundred people showing yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I'd, and I'd, the think I'd be happy to run it as a, as a chat between 20 people, have mm-hmm. a few talking points and everyone just kind mm-hmm. of eats their dinner and has a chat about iOS stuff. Because, mm-hmm. um, I, I think there's definitely space for that at the moment because most of, for most of us, that happens in the office, um, mm-hmm. where, you know, mm-hmm. you, you chat about, I don't know, the latest APIs, the, the, cursor apis for example in 11.4 i haven't been into an office since those were announced like i haven't had that conversation actually I lie, I did go into an office for like an hour last week and had that exact conversation with somebody, but it was very limited. It was (laughs) a lot less than it would normally be. It would
1: have been Um, fine if you wouldn't have had that conversation. uh, (laughs) So, uh,
2: but the point is, uh, you know, those kind of discussions, there's still a place for them, um, and it would be cool to just have that chat, uh, even briefly, even if it only ran for half an hour, I don't know. Um, Hmm. But yeah, I'm I'm hoping to finalise details for that in the next few days. Uh, I mean, Hmm. we have until the 21st so we've got uh always the 20th whenever mm-hmm. koga heads is this month uh 20- but i would also recommend oh no it's the 16th my bad uh so we've got a week and a bit but um i'm hoping to have details for that finalized mm-hmm. in the next few days
1: but i also would yeah. recommend uh, rather under promise like scheduled for 30 minutes if you feel like after 30 minutes everything is still going and everyone's still like there does this valuable and inter- interesting things happening n- you know mm-hmm. no one will will uh have a problem if it runs longer if everyone's enjoying their themselves right mm. so we planned for i think our we scheduled for 40 minutes based on the zoom kind of saying lift. hey you can only do 40 minutes and then they give you more at the moment at least um but then i think we ended up doing like maybe 90 One minutes and a the, half hours yeah. yeah two yeah yeah so we scheduled
0: it longer now but then like it's just it's just a guideline it's not like mm. we're gonna follow it but it's kind of nice. It's,
1: it also removes a lot of distress, right? If you just say, look, let's go 30 minutes, see what happens. And then you just adjust on the flight. So, you know, mm-hmm. no, no no, life-altering decisions you have to make there. It's like, if, if it's fun, keep going. If it's not fun, kick everyone out and go go home. You're already home. So, exactly. even easier.
2: And it's very, it'll be very experimental, uh, at mm-hmm. least the first mm-hmm. one. And who knows, if we have six months of this, maybe we'll be very good at it by the end. Mm-hmm. But Exactly. <laughs> um, ideally, I, mean, I think... But
0: no matter a lot of
1: what, the, d- the one in six months will be better than the first one Mm -hmm. if not you're doing something fundamentally wrong
0: (laughs) yeah
2: yeah yeah because I mean if we have speakers my plan is probably to get them to present via zoom Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. they can choose whether they want to share their screen or just talk into a uh, camera like whatever that's fine but um, yeah it'd be very informal a few mm. questions at the end. Um, ideally, nobody talks during the presentation. Yeah, uh, just give yeah. give attention to the speaker. But you can also do um, that,
1: right? As a host, you can actually mingling. say, "Look, yeah. this is this is a fifteen minute part where it's like everyone's muted apart from the speaker, and then we mm. open it up for mm. everyone to okay. kind of talk about it or or figure out how to how to effectively communicate with mm. however many people you yeah. have in the channel."
2: Yeah, and it's interesting um, how to facilitate group. Just it, it would almost work better with um, smaller a smaller group of people for group mm. discussions. I know you can do things like breakout rooms, but, yeah, but it's um, it gets uh, complicated and you have mm. to have topics for each. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's it's definitely going to be on my mind for the next few days to try and mm. organize that. Um, so yeah, it's good, to, it's good to know that it worked for Core cool Coffee. And I, you're doing another one, you said, tomorrow? Yeah, we're doing yeah. a weekly um, now. Yeah. Oh, weekly. Nice. Mm. That's good. Just because uh,
1: yeah. like everyone's yeah. stuck at home, right? It's kind of nice to... Uh, That's someone to talk to. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah
1: of course. We're we're trying weekly and it's also less effort, right? We don't have to find a coffee shop that's open. We don't have to go anywhere. It's it's not, it's not that much effort. Mm. We just schedule it for every week and people shop or don't and I mean, even if no one would show up it wouldn't be any wasted time like if that's it's a good not point, that it yeah. ever happened but if i would go to a coffee shop that's half an hour away and no one shows up it would be a bit like uh eh, that's that's annoying but i'm sitting yep, on this yep. on the very same chair using the very same computer anyways mm-hmm. and if there are people showing up and uh, we're chatting that's fine and then we stopped the chatting and then going back to what i would do otherwise yeah hmm.
2: it's a little bit sad that we might have had our last in-person meetups for the year and um yeah. And realistically, no conferences this year. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but the great DevVault conference is going online. Yeah, I saw that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a shame because DevVault's always a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. It's a good excuse to to go to Melbourne and learn stuff, but... Yeah, and that's also obvious, quite so.
0: far into the future. That's in September, yeah, right? it's
2: usually September, like late August, early September, usually. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they've announced dates, but it'll be in that range, so... Mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely uh, the right thing to do because who knows yeah. how things will be by then. But yeah,
0: and also if you are yeah. a, com- a, a, a sort of conference that's not run by a co- corporation, I think it's good to think ahead. Like even if the situation is better, I think it's a lot of planning involved in those things, so it makes sense to and s- decide early. Yeah, yeah, and costs. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah no, the worst he- thing would be to um, sort of have booked a venue um booked a location for you know dinner or anything else Mm. put deposits down for things and then have to cancel um Mm. and make zero i know a lot of conferences don't make money or or they lose money or they break even or something but to to put all that money down and then to not make a cent of it back would be a Mm. really bad situation Mm -hmm. to be in Mm. Um,
1: yeah but i think overall the the best thing is um focus on everything as if it is an emergency alternative to what you actually want to do, because that's what it is. Set the expectations uh, accordingly and then just go and see where you go and improve Mm -hmm. as you see things going not so well. And I also don't think the same um, uh, structure will apply to all meetups. I don't think whatever Melbourne figures out is maybe not the same that will work for Sydney, which Mm -hmm. is probably not the same for, for what we're doing here. No, definitely it's, not. We can all share and talk about what, what worked and kind of try those things, but I think we'll we're, we're all come up with slightly slightly different uh, working solutions for us. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. we're all looking forward to going back to to normal, meeting people yeah, in person. Yeah.
2: We yeah had somebody, I finally
0: um, got good at small talk, and now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> we had somebody jump skill. into Slack for Sydney Cokerheads, who organizes NS London, and they were. Um, they would were, they were chiming in uh, sort of just saying that they saw the or they see the future of meetups maybe being more topic based as opposed to location based which I thought was interesting um, didn't mm-hmm. end up hearing any more from them but yeah that was um, an interesting point I think there's still value in location based um, for various reasons but one of them being simply time of day mm-hmm. um, but <laughs> yep. yeah it's an interesting thing to think about that you know um, separate meetups have um, a more focused and, and mm. you can sort of chime in from wherever. And I, I do I like
1: location-based y- though. I do like yeah. that because there are certain like, I mean, sure, we're in a global world, but there are a lot of benefits to be in a local community because you no, will absolutely. meet those people, you'll be, you know, if, mm. if, if you- They're the you're, people you work with. Um, yeah there are yeah, people that are easily be, accessible those are yeah. maybe friends there might be friends you, yeah. you meet every every week or, yeah, or they are
0: future friends because yeah. you know that you live in the same city or yeah. there are also yeah.
1: people that happen you happen to meet them through an IRS meetup but then you end up playing beach volleyball or you know it's like there's a lot of value in, in meeting people that that are close by because the, you interact a lot more in, in in the real world with people that are close by than people yeah. that are on the other side mm. of the world now you're right um, but- and helping each other is a lot easier. Finding, like, we, we've been in discussions about sharing office space with friends that are local. I wouldn't share office space with someone from London right
2: now. You wouldn't? No. We are- you wouldn't share an office space with anyone right now, let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, not, not a yeah. great time.
0: Um, yeah, but I yeah.
2: think there's. I, I just
1: I've seen a lot of people kind of starting to advocate for. Hey, let's change entirely how meetups work and conferences work. But I think everyone just makes it worse. Like that's <laughs> That is.
0: I don't know. I think there are definitely good solutions. Like, but yeah, an, it it is. To cool me, it's if an emergency IP.
1: situation. It like, is, but at the same are- time
0: we can get something good out of it like maybe there's a meetup in london about um, a certain topic that i'm interested in and it's not gonna happen here and that's pretty cool or if you live in a rural area in bc and you want to join in on core coffee i'm not that saying would
1: that. Be good. i'm not saying that but my point is humans are social creatures and i think okay. the more we abstract that and the more we break it down to it's so you can learn this one thing mm. it's like that takes out the fun
2: like oh, yeah. Why- yeah. I'd say a lot of are- the value is in recordings of talks as well yeah. um if you yeah. were particularly interested in a topic is it, if you attended a meetup specifically for a topic like let's say i don't know you're really into ml and there was a core ml talk at uh, mm-hmm. at an ios meetup and you attended for that reason you're probably you probably don't care as much about, about the socializing and you can probably mm-hmm. get 80 90% of the value uh, out of out of watching the talk online mm-hmm. later obviously mm-hmm. you do lose the ability to ask questions in person but fortunately thanks to the internet if the talk's mm-hmm. online that person is probably also online mm-hmm. you could flick them some questions mm-hmm. and um,
1: but also i think knowledge later. sharing for like meetups and and even conferences mm-hmm. is is kind of like i don't know 10 to 15% of the value of going to a conference because realistically how often do you watch a talk when you're interested in a topic how often do you read a blog post i think a blog post is a way better, at least in our industry, mm-hmm. way of sharing information yeah. than, than a talk. Because but even it's skimmable when I go, and searchable and those kind of things, right?
0: But even when I go to a, a, a conference, I think much knowledge sharing is also happening with exactly. me, between me and other attendees. Mm. It's not necessarily the session. It's just this, well, the session is a great starting point mm. um, and it sort of triggers the conversation and it makes it less awkward too. Like you have something to talk about. But I think overall... I think you many meetups I have this I feel like you come for the talk but you stay for the people mm. and I think that's hard to do online but I think we can make, still make the best out of the situation and yeah. I think it's important to keep on having structured talk sort of meetup but it's also good to have more casual meetups where you just yeah. hang out like a water cooler discussion. I guess my point is
1: more it's I, I don't like that people are trying to push that this is the future of of conferences and meetups. I think this is, to a large extent, an emergency situation. But why remove the fun part? You know, we already have Mm -hmm. certain systems that work that way, right? If if you're really into a specific sport, there's a difference of going to a stadium and watching Mm -hmm. from home. It's the same thing with a conference. You could argue, hey, the the talk is recorded. It's the same thing. Why do you spend thousands of dollars going to DubDub? It's because you're spending those thousands of dollars not to watch the talk. You're Mm -hmm. spending it for all the things that are outside of that. There are people flying around the world to go to a World Cup and that's not because they're like what if the connection to my tv breaks it's because <laughs> they want to be in the stadium and they're they want to be part of the atmosphere and meet people that are also excited mm. and there's value almost in people that also like there was like a um like when there was a world cup in in japan like meeting people even from your local area Mm -hmm. that also were as committed to fly to japan to see the local team or the your your country team or whatever Mm -hmm. there's there's value in that because you're also nuts like the other person (laughs) that's there right i think those kind of things are are what (laughs) what makes
0: those kind of things are what makes us human
1: uh, yeah what makes life fun and optimizing the fun out of f- for efficiency sake i don't i don't see the value of that like mm-hmm. I, I if every conference would be online i would probably not attend as many as i do in person because to, to me mm-hmm. the the 80 90 is mm-hmm. meeting people talking to people and not not seeing someone give a talk that might or might not be good
2: yeah it's interesting what you say about um sort of go traveling far for something for a common interest and then meeting people who live locally to you anyway mm-hmm. and that was very much my experience at the first WWDC I attended mm-hmm. where probably half of the people I met were Australian. And, mm-hmm. um, at one point, you know, probably like the Wednesday, I think it was the Thursday afternoon, maybe, uh, I was in a, a massive group of like 20 Australians or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is crazy. Like we all live within 30 kilometers of each other. And here we are, mm-hmm. you know, 12,000 kilometers mm-hmm. away in this little conference hall. Um, mm-hmm. but it was really kind of cool to see. And that was, mm-hmm. that was actually my introduction to the local community. I didn't mm-hmm. know that there was like, I knew Koga heads was a thing. I didn't know how many people attended. I, you know, um, mm-hmm and and then here i was with this massive group of, of people who live quite close to me and that was cool because i could then come back and had some familiar faces so that's, yeah, that's, um, funny. that's there you. is definitely value yeah. in it's also part of the fun like mm. if you're willing to travel that far you're it's probably going to be a bit of fun you're probably going to enjoy it more you appreciate it more because mm. you know you, ev- everyone has to make sacrifices to mm. in the case mm. of going to the world cup even or going to WWE, like whatever it might be
1: mm-hmm.
2: um or to physically attend a meetup you, you are it's, it's a small sacrifice admittedly but you're mm-hmm. giving up a night at home you know with your family or with your kids or whatever your your family looks like um uh, <laughs> you know you might have traveled in the other you know you might have traveled further away from mm-hmm. home to get mm-hmm. there you know uh, it's just that there, there's some commitment involved but it also i think makes it more valuable mm-hmm. um yeah yeah so. definitely mm-hmm.
1: So, I I, I I hope, and I, I do think realistically a lot of people do see that. If 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 we're in this state for six months, I think everyone will kind of agree, hey, meeting
2: people is kind of fun sometimes. <laughs> it's just, I'm, I'm how, sometimes a bit... How weird is it going to be when we can go back to going outside and, like, seeing people normally again, and then I feel like it's going to be very overwhelming. <laughs> like, six months of indoors with yeah. really nothing happening and then go out in the world and there's so many faces, it's just going to be like, I, yeah. I drove um i, I want drove- to touch all of them <laughs> yeah touch all yeah uh, i drove like an hour uh each uh, in each direction yesterday um so mm-hmm. it was like two hours of driving i came home and i was exhausted and i think it was just from like all the visual stimulation of uh <laughs> like just seeing the world again um because right. it was the furthest i've traveled in weeks mm. um so it's gonna it's gonna be odd and, and i spoke to one person in that whole time like it wasn't like i was overwhelmed with people mm. but really? um But I do
0: think there are certain things that people are, certain habits that people pick up now that could be healthy as well. Like, maybe shaking people's hands is not very hygienic, for Mm -hmm. example. Like, maybe that's something we're not doing as much, or um, I think like just in terms of like how much sanity how, how much sanitation is happening like maybe people do wash their hands when they come home and i think that's fine i think that makes sense to wash your hands when you come from the outside because you touch a lot of things outside mm. and like those are just healthy habits to establish and be home when you're sick
2: yeah that's the core one
0: <laughs> i think that's the most important yeah one.
2: look if that's all we take out of this i think that's a huge win um <laughs> hmm. don't don't spread germs even if you have a yeah. cold like i know it's not bad but don't go into an office work from yeah. home mm-hmm. like now everyone has proved they can well, okay almost everybody has proved they can work <laughs> from home like most offices are being forced it's it's a thing mm-hmm. that we can do make it happen um mm-hmm. be flexible just a yeah.
1: general flexibility right I, yep. I the same way i think there's value in in-person meetups and conferences i do think there's a lot of value in in in-person offices but doesn't mean if someone is uh sick enough to not want to share the germs but still healthy enough to work why wouldn't you allow them to work from home right if someone has uh family obligations that are not going all day why force them to take an entire vacation day if they're like having something in the morning why wouldn't you allow the person to work from home for the rest of the day i i hope that's kind of the things we're getting out of this rather than the hey
2: no one needs offices ever again Mm -hmm. and for jobs that um but for jobs that mostly can work from like for example programming um hopefully we get to a point where like nobody is in an office five days a week if they don't need to be like even if Mm -hmm. it's one day a week and you can have that freedom and flexibility like hopefully we get to a point where um or we get, at the end of this, we're at a point where it's more acceptable because that person has proved that they can work from home productively for six months. Mm-hmm. Like, Why not give them one or two days a week to work from home if that's what they want? You can still go into mm-hmm. an office if you want, but like, if you'd rather work from home, if you've got a day where you, you don't have any meetings, you don't need to talk to anybody, and you just want to smash out a feature, let mm-hmm. them work from home where there's no distractions because they're going to be productive.
1: <laughs> uh, can we go out for one minute? There's applause for all the healthcare workers oh, right sure. now.
2: All right. We missed it. So that was the just the seven pm thing.
0: Yes, it was the seven pm thing.
2: But Come. we we almost missed it. So it was just
0: for us. It was seven o one pm.
2: Ah. I thought that was just the I video know. being delayed a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really nice. I, I, yeah, it's it's,
1: quite, uh, yeah. it's it's a bit odd. We were we were talking about um, what it would feel like if you would, you know, all those kind of questions you you ask people about. If you could time travel in any time, would you go to the future or would you go to the past? Mm-hmm. If someone would have coincidentally picked this time and would have just been dropped here from like even two years ago you'd be like what the heck yeah, is it's going like, on?
0: why the hell is no one on the street? <laughs> why? Well, now there are people applauding and hitting pots. But
1: imagine if you would be dropped like you're like alright I pick uh, downtown Manhattan and you're like dropped there mm-hmm. and you see no one you're like holy crap what's happening? What's happening? What did I pick? I should have picked the past! Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you're like you're trying to Piece together what what might be going on, and then it strikes seven o'clock, and everyone starts applauding. You're like, what does that mean? <laughs> is there some kind of bunker
2: that everyone is? I don't I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. I um, I watched Contagion last night. It was not a good idea. Um, But who knew? It it was like, it was super accurate in terms of um, (laughs) great, like the state of, but the state of the world, like how the world would respond to a pandemic. Um, Mm -hmm. It was, it was pretty spot on. Um, Yeah.
0: What is it? Contagion?
2: Contagion, yeah. It's got Matt Damon. Um, He's the main character. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I think I was going to do that for my pick, so that's problematic. But anyway,
1: <laughs> mention it halfway
2: through. That's fine.
0: Okay. All
1: cool. right. Should we talk about some some uh, Apple news? Oh, uh, sure. Think- yeah.
0: Two oh, core things yeah, that were a- interesting. Yes, okay, sure.
1: Should we start with uh, the weather one and then work our way into the in-app purchase one?
0: Sure, sure. Put out an yeah. agenda here. That makes this conversation a lot more casual. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Apple bought, bought Dark Sky, or I guess they aqu- it was an acqui-hire of Dark Sky. So Dark Sky, the team is now part of Apple. Apple's what
0: is Dark Sky, Kai?
1: It's a weather... App, website, and API, so like a weather s- yeah. data provider. Yeah, no, um, it's
0: it's actually something that so many apps are using underneath. I think Dark Sky has its own app, but then like things like uh, Carrot Weather, uh, Weatherline, are all using Dark Sky's API. At to least get partially, their, yes. Yeah, to get the rain warnings, for example. So if you like having those very accurate warnings on when it's going to start raining... Uh, that's something that dark sky yeah. usually so, provides
1: so dark sky is kind of focusing on in particular focusing on like the short-term forecast right the mm. next uh hour or so i think they're not at that accurate long-term like days in uh ahead but they were very accurate in the uh what's the what's the forecast and what's especially the rain for the next hour mm. um but now when Apple acquired them, Apple did the standard thing first, the Android app is going <laughs> away. Um, it's so
0: cruel. It's like everything else gets a little bit of a leeway and yeah. like Android is always going first. Yeah. If and not, to, in, in like directly. Yeah. yeah
2: mean, those most poor Android developers. gone. on. Mm. Mm. Um, sure, they got a nice payout. That's fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, You'd hope. You'd hope. <laughs> mm.
2: Yeah,
1: but so right now by Apple. Um, and a lot of those things are, are going away, at least the current form of the API. And I think a lot of people used it because it was qu- quite a neat API that was easy to work with, was v- well documented, was well designed, mm-hmm. uh, was fairly, like was free to get started, not a lot of overhead. Like it's not even that. All weather APIs are expensive. Some of them are like mm-hmm. talk to the Australian BOM about their pricing structures. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, but some of them yeah. are just also a pain to sign up for. It's like mm-hmm. you have to have like you have to have a weird application, and they talk to you. It's like enterprise software. <laughs> they talk sales. to you. Yeah. no. well, yeah. well Dark Sky was just simple, right? You pay for whatever um, API quotas you wanted mm-hmm. to have, and you go and make your app. Um, so yeah, now when Apple bought them, that uh, I think the APIs will go away end of next year, if I recall correctly. A good amount of this will be wrong.
0: Um, yeah, I think end of twenty twenty-one. That sounds yeah. The good. API, yeah, right. I yes. thought it was
2: eighteen months, so that's in the ballpark. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the the website is uh, running. Website and Android app are going away first, I think. Um, so that will go in uh, July first. And- so end of June. That will be. When those go away... Yeah, so both the Apple website and the
0: Android app will go on July 1st. Mm-hmm.
1: And then the API yeah goes away end of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting. I'm curious. I mean, at the moment, I think Apple uses uh, Yahoo Weather for their own weather app.
0: See, sometimes Siri tells me that the weather is provided by the weather channel. Mm-hmm. What is there a difference between the weather channel uh, and- I think
1: they switched to the weather channel. I thought that was Yahoo.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't think it's Yahoo. I think they switched.
1: We're, we're very much experts at weather data. And well, we're experts that... at
0: weather apps, <laughs> but not the data part. Um, let's see. I've
2: just pulled up an article. The Weather Channel versus Yahoo Weather. It looks okay. like it's a comparison. I think the weather... Oh, doesn't say.
1: Yeah. I think the weather... Uh, yeah. So the weather channel, is to to weather channel switched from Yahoo IBM Weather channel. In iOS, yeah.
0: 8. So the Weather Channel is a separate thing.
1: Yeah, from I, it's an IBM business. So Apple's using that at the moment uh, for their own weather. It's app.
2: horrible in Australia, just for the record. <laughs>
1: but is Dark Sky good in Australia? Probably not. Uh,
2: no, I don't think so. I would never use an app that mm. uses Dark Sky in Australia. Mm. It's BOM or bust. Like, mm. there's no point. And, and yeah, granted, everything, every bit of data is coming back from the BOM, but it's like goes through so many different services to get mm. to, like, Yahoo or the Weather Channel that it's just not accurate by the time mm. you get it. So, you're, you're generally talking a few degrees at mm. most. But uh, where you really miss out is a lot of the real-time data, like, um, feels like temperature and humidity and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. often more incorrect than the temperature itself. Yeah. So, this is interesting
1: to me. I mean, there, there are multiple options, right? Either Apple wanted a team, right? They, mm-hmm. they were like, we, we want people that really care about weather stuff and can build... Decent maps, decent apps, and decent APIs. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can not find anyone in here who cares about the weather for some reason, so we need to hire those people. And the way to hire them is hire, right? That's mm-hmm. option number one. Option number two is they really like the app and didn't know how to build one themselves. I don't know why that would be the case, but that that's option two. They want to replace <laughs> their the building weather app with that. Option number three, I guess, is is they wanted the short term for short term for- forecast mm. that they have and, and didn't want anyone pay- else to have, yeah. which is probably yeah. even more important because otherwise yeah. people could pay Dark Sky.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I think rather than paying them, they rather want it, right? Because then they can have more cus- then they can have more control over it. And I don't, I don't know, like. The Apple has sort of... If Peppa already switched from Yahoo, Yahoo to the Weather Channel, maybe they are just not wanting... Maybe they want something else that's more in-house. But I
1: can't really see Apple saying, all right, we use Dark Sky for everything. Unless, I am
0: curious about that. Do you think this will be an add-on so they continue using something like the Weather Channel? Or do you think they will encourage the Dark Sky team to work on more long-term data? Because it's been very focused on the short-term data.
1: Yeah, I wonder if that's a, the thing. Because realistically, Apple is in a good position to have um the resources required to to have weather stations right so apple could use the apple resources plus the the dark sky because realistically why would dark sky sell they they have a business they seem to be profitable they seem to be doing all right uh i mean it's been one of the top selling app in the u.s and uh in all the markets they're really selling for for, i don't know how many years right the team is not huge it's somewhere around 10 to 20 I i forgot um but it's not a huge team, mm-hmm. um, so if they sell, they probably saw some something that is interesting to them. And one thing I could see is the we don't have the resources to build an entire weather network, and Apple Apple has those resources, and that might be interesting for you. a weather geek, which is mm-hmm. probably what you are when you work at a, at Dark Sky in particular.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good point. I think their official statement was that they wanted to provide it. They always want to provide great weather data for as many people as possible. And the best way of doing that is to work with Apple. <laughs> and killing <laughs> the Android app. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean... Um, so, uh, I don't know. I felt like that's sort of believable. Um, but yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's just that they wanted the resources to be able to make what they actually really want for, for a long-term data. Mm. Um, or this could just be a combination. Like, I think maybe Apple just continues using the weather channel. Um, and then they add dark sky into it as well, just to get different type of data. Because I think okay. at the moment, if you, if you want more accurate day to uh, time, hour to hour data, it would be a great combination. I just hope that they are not only going to use dark sky, um, for like the current dark sky mm. situation, because as I understand it, they seem to be, much better at providing current like data for the next hour than long term data.
1: So it will be interesting, right? Um, there's also like um, the potential. Like Apple has quite a fleet of devices. If um, you know, you could have a thermometer in your oh. Apple Watch and mm. use some kind of uh, super large crowdsourced weather stations that mm. walk around. I mean, that's obviously. <laughs> I'm if with that. Um, uh kinda objective. I'm a bit worried about a California company thinking about those kind of things because yeah. people wear hoodies in, uh, over their Apple watches yeah. in most of the world. Yeah. Um but then again Dark Sky is a Boston company. I think they know what clothing
0: Do you know <laughs> if they will stay in Boston or are they gonna go to competitive question.
1: I don't know if they're Because I feel
0: there. like uh, not to not to be cynical, but like a weather company in California is not <laughs> great. I don't think that's, I don't think it's what they're renowned yeah, for. Yeah, Boston has either.
1: weather. California doesn't.
0: Yeah. So it would be cool if they stay in Boston mm. just to have some, some more. Ac- I don't know. Like it's hard to make a bicycle if you don't have any bicycle lanes, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also, uh, I, I just leave that way. It is. Um, and then there's also <laughs> the, the kind of, the 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 privacy angle, right? The a lot of weather apps are terrible privacy violators Mm -hmm. because usually people give them location access because it seems like an obvious thing to do, and then they send you location data to whoever pays the most. Mm -hmm. And Apple's with Apple's strong privacy focus, Mm -hmm. I can kind of see why they were like, "All right, we do weather." Data with privacy built in, and mm. then build like a system level framework at some point where it's like WeatherKit in being announced in DevDev DC twenty twenty one, where you get I don't know <clears throat> um, system level yeah. framework access to weather data.
0: I think with- that would be really cool. It's sort of like um, how you can get like a date formatter. You can mm. uh, like you can get similar things with weather, like you actually just get the local weather that you can display for people. Mm. It would be a first for Apple providing
2: this type of API that relies on the network. Like I mm-hmm. can't think of any examples off the top of my head where Apple, like Apple, provide a lot of um, frameworks for doing things that like existing uh services might provide but mm-hmm. a what lot of it I- is for basically handling data uh, that exists yeah. it's got nothing to do with fetching data from a network and i mean mm-hmm. it, it's still just a theory but like i think StoreKit is probably as close as it gets yeah, where it just about you, do have, yeah you do talk to the network for that but that's sort of doing something that isn't possible from a third party or, or by mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. anyway so that's it's a bit of an exception um it would be weird i I mean, look, I have I have said many things on this show that have <laughs> later been proven wrong. I would find it very weird if Apple offered a weather API. Um, I would be, I'd be surprised. Uh, I'd be <laughs> cool with it. Like, it's not a problem, but it just doesn't seem. I don't. Know, I, I feel like they just kind of want to improve their app.
1: I mean, maps to some extent. Like, do you yeah, have like a, good a point, lot of the point of interest stuff yep.
2: and, and those kind of query ones? Um. Uh, but yeah, a kind of. I don't. I don't even know how that kind of. API would look from a developer's perspective. I think if you because look at the MapKit stuff, that's probably a yeah. good indication. Yeah, so right? you, you don't... You get errors, but yeah. It's interesting. I don't know. It'd I mean, cool. it could be...
1: Um, it could be, depending on, on timelines and those kind of things, right? If It could be a like very Swift-focused API, considering the current time we're in. Um,
0: Swift-wise f- specifically? It Swift just focus?
1: uses all the new Swifty neatness. Like, it, it doesn't have the... You know, just you get nice callbacks with the result types that you can switch over or mm-hmm. or make use of like certain publishers you know you could use some of the combine stuff mm-hmm. to where you, that you I, I mean we don't have those kind of web apis but there it would be feasible to have a um combine based uh, weather kit API where mm-hmm. you are just listening to updates for the for the weather location and you just get them when when they're updating and not yeah. it's not impossible it's it's just interesting whether we see that because in 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 general having weather in a lot of apps is really nice like it's having a calendar that shows you the weather is it's quite nice mm-hmm. i don't think weather needs to be a separate app all the time sometimes it's just nice to if you're scheduling mm. your pickup uh, your picnic you probably want to uh, see what the weather is for the date you want to schedule yeah. your pic- picnic but is
0: that something that apple would necessarily need to buy i mean th- th- this api has already been available from Dark i mean Sky. apple
1: wouldn't make anything a system level framework if they don't own it.
0: No, no, I know, I know. But do you really think they think it's that important for developers to have accurate weather data so they be, buy a company for it?
1: It's, it? I don't think that's the one case. It's more... All those things sound nice. Like having a better weather app sounds nice. Yeah, having Apple, better weather data if, if, that if, we but, we don't but, have to rely on third parties sounds yeah. nice. Having the potential to have this fleet of Apple Watches to provide weather data seems nice. Being able to expand into those kind of services sounds nice. Having more uh, system level things that rely on weather potentially sounds nice. Um, I think you know, I,
2: 2021 I think is going to be the year of every app having a weather display in an app box. <laughs> <laughs> like, can't get away from it's it. It's just mandatory. They're not going to yeah. accept yeah.
0: you in apps for connect otherwise.
2: Yep. Yeah. Um, rejected. Sorry, we couldn't find your use of weather kit. Uh, <laughs> please attach a screenshot and a video flow showing us how to get there.
1: Yeah. But I, I I don't think it's it's completely impossible that Apple just thought a lot of those things together seem like a package that they would like to own. And Apple's kind of renowned to be a company that likes to own things rather than relying <laughs> on other third parties to do that. I mean, who knows? Right with the AR stuff, they probably want to have some AR weather overlays, and it's it's of course <laughs> whenever Apple can find a reason to say AR, let's buy this for AR purposes. Then then That's the floodgates of money are open. Mm. Yeah, I don't
2: know. <sighs> That's right. No, it'd be interesting. I mean, it's always exciting when Apple acquires a company and we get to see what they do with things. Um, Bit of a loss for the the developer community in the sense of we'll lose an indie app and also lose an API that a lot of apps we like use. Um, And a lot of the apps we we like are
0: indie apps as well. I think many weather apps are indie apps and it would just be great if they are keeping on being used. Because although like, I would love Apple to have a great weather app, but I also... Like the weather apps I'm using. And I do understand why many developers think that they should make a weather app because it's something but you that know, people are very picky about. The Dark
1: Sky app is very popular, but mm. you still don't use it. Not because, you know.
0: No, I know, but I use Weatherline or. Exactly. And but my that, point
1: is, I don't think Apple buying Dark Sky and making a great weather app necessarily fits your requirements for weather. I think they'll do No, a lot of but if
0: I can't get the accurate weather that Dark Sky used to provide, if Apple keeps, port, if Apple port keeps port app. this for themselves, yeah, um, it could be problematic for uh, third-party developers. Yeah, I, I find it weird if redundant. Apple
2: would have just bought this for the data, because for one, like for starters, it's not great outside of the US. So why aren't they acquiring mm-hmm. a bunch of other places? And two, and they Canada. could just strike up a deal UK. with.
0: Uh, Canada is also here. <laughs>
2: uh, yes, sure.
1: <laughs> and the UK, for some reason, they only uh, do the weather modeling for. English-speaking countries that are not Australia or New Zealand, not <laughs> australian
2: Yeah. No, anyway,
1: yeah Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Or South Africa. But
1: it's weird, right? Apple also doesn't tend to buy. like I don't think they're in a situation where, like, we can make weather apps. Can we buy someone? It's 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 interesting. I, I think Apple it needs would to have be no problem
2: hiring iOS devs if that's all they needed as well. <laughs> and I've heard they have a few already too. And uh, yeah, there's know, like one in a basement who maintains App Store Connect. That's about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I also know from uh, very reliable sources that there's definitely at least mm, more than one uh, Apple iOS developers who do care about weather apps. So, yeah, so it will be interesting. I mean, as always with those kind of acquisitions, I wouldn't expect too much from that in June. And I mean, it, it could be that Dark Sky just becomes a weather app, something like that. I, I it's, it's not impossible, but I don't think any of the bigger ambitions that Apple might have. Mm-hmm. Will be visible for for a little bit, but yeah, interesting. Speaking of in the apps and inner purchases, <laughs> did you see the news that Amazon is now selling video services, video files, video
0: they, they, movies, and TV they're shows? You rent movies. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, what? they're selling video files. What is this? <laughs> Like uh, in case you run out of video files, here you go. Yeah, uh, hoard um, them like toilet paper.
1: I can't even say it's laid. It really isn't even laid. I'm just <laughs> brain brain no working.
0: So yeah. what, do, what what do you want to say, Kai? What do you want to talk about?
1: So Amazon. Maybe I just describe what happened. So uh, all of a sudden, overnight, Amazon started selling TV shows and movies uh, directly. Um uh, or Amazon man Jesus reset <sighs> doop just breathe. Uh so Amazon decided to sell their TV shows and movies directly through their apps without going through the Apple store Kit and in app purchase system. Um so if you already have a credit card or debit card on file with Amazon, you can buy them directly.
0: You do have to be subscribed to Amazon Prime though.
1: Uh, do you have to be subscribed? I yes. think you just have to have a card on file.
0: Um, no, John Gruber looked into this. <laughs> uh,
1: Thanks, John. And
0: yeah, yeah, uh, he's 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 very helpful. Um, and it seemed like it's not specifically that you need to have a card. It's like it's that you already have to have an account. Okay. Yeah. Cool.
1: Um, but yeah, that means uh, Amazon can now sell stuff uh, through directly to customers without giving Apple thirty uh, percent. that's interesting.
0: Um, Yeah, no, I think this was surprising. And I think many people expected this to just have been Amazon not playing by the rules anymore. Because, I don't know, like you and I were talking about this. It sort of felt like ah, they do this now just because they know that Apple is in a pretty difficult situation to deal with problems because everyone's working remotely, right? It's like, if someone want to break the App Store Connect rules, and I'm not suggesting anything, and but this would be a good good point to, like for a company like Amazon, this would be a good point to pick up this fight. It would also be a
1: bad time for Apple to be like, you know what, Amazon Prime Video, now removed from the store for violation, and everyone's like,
0: but I'm in the middle of binge- binging the entire catalog. Yeah, yeah. That's the problem. First of all, it's difficult to resolve those problems right now because everyone is at home. Mm. But also, people would be mad.
1: Yeah. So it <laughs> and- turns out App- it wasn't as devious, apparently, because yeah. Apple said, yep, that's like agreements. And if you're large enough, we talk to you.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it does seem like they already had deals in place with other companies like this. It mm-hmm. just hadn't been very. It hadn't been big America. It wasn't big American companies before this. So mm-hmm. I think that's why many people hadn't seen this before. Uh, it does seem a bit random that it was something that Amazon had when something, when Netflix hasn't had this. Um, so I assume this is a really new thing that came into place, or at least they started expanding it very recently. I'm interested to see how this will impact other companies. At the moment, it seemed to only be for the sake of renting or if you, mm-hmm. right? Um, and companies that ne- like Netflix does not you also to
1: rent, buy TV shows and movies that way.
0: Yeah, but it's purchasing, right? What uh, Netflix is, ups- is is only having a subscription. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a different scenario. Mm. Um,
1: but I yeah. also wonder if that means um, you have to play with Apple's TV. APIs or have to integrate with those in you order to, to get yes. that deal? Because I do think that is that is probably the deal here. It's not that just because it's Amazon, they get access to something no one else gets. I wonder if that's something that will... I, I'm Maybe Amazon and certain other ones are probably also some kind of partners of going with the system, right? But I think it's probably more of an Apple push trying to get more people to use their, their um, TV APIs and the TV integration Rather than it being like a, a weakening of the App Store guidelines mm-hmm. as a whole.
0: Yeah. And I mean you've been seeing that Apple been pushing for a long time that they they want to have this thing like the Apple TV interface where you can just look for whatever video you wanna whatever movie you wanna see and then be able to buy it there. Or and- or
1: not even that. Like it's it's a Pretty decent hub for a lot of things, right? It, not that any sports are going on at the moment, <laughs> but it's also like it's we always get a notification for the teams of f- f- sports clubs that we mm. are interested in when they're when their game starts or when there's a close game, and you can quite quickly then jump through the TV app into directly into into one of those games. Mm. And I think those kind of things are really useful, mm-hmm. especially. I mean, Amazon is not renowned for the quality of their apps and there are a bunch of other video streaming services that are not renowned for the quality of their apps and apple's tv interface is is not the holy grail but it's a pretty good way of bringing mm. all of those things together
0: yeah and it's at least one consistent interface mm. yeah
1: and and it's also nice to i mean as a user it's not too bad to have one interface where it shows you all the shows that you're currently watching mm-hmm. and the new episodes as they're coming out and your sport, without you having to kind of Dig through all those different ones, and mm-hmm. I can see why that is actually useful for the user. Despite also being a bit disgruntled that certain things can now save, like I, I would like to save thirty percent, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's a good start for Apple to work like in in the in the right direction for for developers, right? It is unfortunate that. At the moment, this was benefiting a very big company, but no. But I mean, it's it's mean-
1: more. It's it's. I don't think it's. Sorry, it's more. Apple wants people to be in their TV apps and wants to. Uh, that, my guess. Mm. I don't know if that's actually the case, but my guess is that Apple wants to to. Push that because the adoption wasn't probably as great as they mm-hmm. wanted it to be, and this seems like a good incentive, right? If Apple would say, "If you integrate with the uh, TV stick uh, TV uh, app for your time tracking app, and you save thirty percent on all the customers' purchases," I'd be like, "Okay, I do that." Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's definitely a good good lever that Apple has to push more content in into that system.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you think this is. Purely going to be an Apple TV benefit at the moment. You don't think this is showing a future trend of in-app purchases in general being not Apple
1: TV in particular, TV, yeah, TV content, yeah, whatever Apple calls the TV app, like sports, movies, Mm -hmm. TV shows, Mm -hmm. those kind of things. Yeah, because I think so many,
0: like many of us, would love to be able to have uh, a bit, uh, like to have to have subscriptions work differently. I think many people um, are. Like would would love it if Apple would take less or, less of a cut uh, mm-hmm. from like all all purchases, but especially uh, subscriptions. I
1: I don't think this is an indication of that. I think those are independent teams doing independent,
0: uh, ha- having an, yeah, an independent yeah. goals.
1: And I think maybe we see a reduction of the thirty percent at some point, mm-hmm. but I think that would be coincidental, not that this is any indication of yeah. anything else that might be happening. Yeah, that's again. A lot of guessing, but mm-hmm. it it sounds like that would be a strategy that would make sense. Yeah, you know, Apple doesn't want to lose a bunch of revenue either, unless they have a incentive mm-hmm. for what they're doing. And Apple does spend a lot of effort on on their entertainment mm-hmm. content at the moment, and there's a lot of value for Apple to to bring that all together and then do whatever they want to do in the future with yeah. that. There's probably down the road other benefits that Apple sees from from them being the hub.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Mm. Because the revenues are not as as uh, for this, right? It's Apple makes enough money if they have an agenda that they can throw a lot of money at. It's it's similar. It, it, I see it similar to government incentives, right? If the government want to in- incentivize a specific industry, they give you tax cuts. But I think TV is also Apple strategically um, made a mistake. Um, when it comes to the TV thing because it doesn't work like the rest of the app store works mm-hmm. because it's not like there are a lot of indie developers making TV. You mean TV the Apple TV
0: in general or TV, TV?
1: Like the TV integration stuff. Okay. Like There are not a lot of indie developers making TV streaming services or sports mm-hmm. streaming services. You know, those are all large corporations. Mm-hmm. Indie developers seem to be more inclined to adopt new features early because they want to differentiate themselves. The entertainment uh, part of of uh, the app store doesn't really have that because they differentiate themselves very clearly from the content, not from the integration with the system. And and if a corporation says we don't care about those APIs, then there is no competition that forces them to be in that. Mm-hmm. And I think Apple kind of relied on re, re, did Reli- rely on those corporations making the same decisions that indie developers would come to otherwise, mm-hmm. and that didn't work at all. Because why would it? Anything to to add either of you? No. Cool.
0: Should we continue talking yes. about other stuff? We did have Who put this in here?
2: Oh, that was me. I wanted to I I wanted to ask for help. Um, All right. How do you I mean, I know neither of you have worked have shipped new iOS apps in a while. IOS? You're working on What's Mac that? stuff. But yeah, I know right. Um I wanted to know if you have any tips for automating App Store screenshots because my Fastlane is completely busted (laughs) and (laughs) Snapshot is not working and I have no clue why. Um, So, I've given up on Snapshot and I was looking at like test plans and Mm -hmm. stuff, but I still haven't worked out. I mean, I started looking at it this morning, but I still haven't worked out how to automate screenshots. I was wondering if you had any suggestions that don't involve Fastlane. What was the problem
1: with Snapshot? Like, what was the outcome of your issue?
2: It will not generate any screenshots. So, apparently, it says that it boots (laughs) up the simulator, runs the tests, simulator boots back down. But then we get to the end and it's got no output. There's no screenshots. Mm -hmm. It seems from reading the logs, it seems to be an issue with it being confused about which simulator to use. So I'm not sure what's happening because it is taking the time. Like it will say test took 30 seconds or whatever it might be. All the output looks right, but it seems like it's having trouble picking the right device or something. But it does everything as you'd expect. It runs through all the languages it runs through, all the devices it takes, the full half an hour or whatever it usually takes. um, And there's just no output. So
0: weird. Mm. Haven't Um, you had problems with this, Kai, as well?
2: Yeah, about it, 100 times.
0: Yeah, yeah. I feel like we we always have s- I really like fastlane and snapshot when it works, but we always have s- different issues related to it. I yeah, think that's how I time find it just, like when it
2: works it's amazing yeah. and it just saved you 3 hours, but you probably yeah. spent 3 hours setting it up. So <laughs> yeah. 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 So
1: my my best tip for that is if you want to move off um of uh fastlane and use Apple's tools that is what's the session called? Um uh, creating rate localized experiences with xcode 11 okay mm-hmm. uh from wwdc uh 2019 great uh, yeah that's the session where they talk about generating using xcode's new features to generate screenshots i mean with a focus on localization but mm. it works for even if you only have one language so i can send you a cool. link to that that would be you, my yeah, recommendation just,
2: have you um have you had much experience with doing that I've tried
1: it once just as a proof of concept that I can generate screenshots and it worked, which okay, is cool. not Great. always what you can say of the alternatives.
2: No, that is true. Um, <laughs>
1: um, awesome. But right. I mean, there might also be uh, more more problems you're running into if you go into your specific setup, but mm-hmm. it seems to at least be good alternative. Like, that would be my first alternative. If you're having issues with your current setup,
2: try that one. Mm-hmm. And then you can report back. Because I'm fully (laughs) willing to try something else um, because I'll probably have to do this for a few apps over the next year. So Mm -hmm. it'd be good to have a reliable setup, uh, even though it's going to take probably days to set it up properly um the first time it would be good to then mm. have something that's pretty consistent i mean
0: for
1: my proof of concept it was fairly uh straightforward I oh yeah from really a proof of
2: concept perspective i'm sure it would be okay but i mean like to actually set it up the, with set, the
1: test setup, right so you mm. would just hook it into the same i think you yep. you're probably not i mean it's been a while but i i think it will probably be all right to replace mm. snapshot fairly easily with this yeah
2: cool It'd be good to get fast. I mean, actually, Fastlane's still really good for metadata, but it would be good to mm-hmm. get a snapshot out of the project anyway. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, that's not how it goes. Yeah, I would <laughs> smash
2: out an update to one of my old projects during the week and um, really need to redo the screenshots for it because some stuff changed. <laughs> and mm. just, that's going to take longer than the actual feature took to build, which is slightly annoying. I know, I know but yeah. I am not I refuse what? to ship with inaccurate app store screenshots.
0: So <laughs> I appreciate
1: it. Yeah, it's it's interesting we looked into obvious for obvious reasons into the uh Mac App Store screenshot requirements. And it's it's mm. so weird. It's like you only have one device, you only have mm. one yeah. screen size and you can pick between multiple and you just pick one and then and you can show you it don't in don't the use...
2: context of other windows and which is technically yeah, not yeah. allowed on iOS but they let you yeah. anyway. It's, yeah. yeah
1: but it's like it's it's so simple you just i mean localization is still the same kind of issue but it's like you just p- put whatever in your frame and you, you just mm. make screenshots it's yeah, it's quite macro yeah. macro development it's quite underrated should all <laughs> give it a shot <laughs>
0: Cool. 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 Should we go to Things of the Week? Things of the Week. Sure. I see here again that I'm the only one who wrote anything in this section. Because
1: I'm still indecisive between two things. Okay, uh, one so... One is a bit more topical, the other one is a bit more fun. You should go first then, Marlon.
0: Yes. Um, so, I'm, I thought, um, what better way of spending your time indoors than reading a book? Uh, I, I thought it's good to give a tip on something that people can do nowadays when mm. they're not going outside and doing... Social stuff, mm-hmm. um, and I think I sort of leaned. Uh, I sort of um, mentioned it last week in the recording that sometimes when I want to read, I sort of go back to reading like Twitter, and it's not very positive at the moment. It just sort of makes you feel a little bit more anxious every tweet you read. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought if you like a book is is a good idea, and it's something that is a bit more relaxing, and it doesn't feel as like as much as just sitting around as watching something, yeah, it and feels sometimes like you're you know? also productive, yeah, yeah. Um, so the book that I've been reading, I'm not done yet, but so far I really enjoy it. Um, is called Creativity Inc. Mm. Um, and this is an app written by the a founder, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 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 this is a book written by the founder of um, Pixar um so he's writing about he's starting out with sort of his history and how he got into uh starting pixar and then it goes through a lot of the history of pixar and if you're into like if you like pixar which i think most people should do unless they're monsters um so if you like pixar movies i think you will get some joy and enjoyment out of this and he's going through a lot of the making of the pixar movies and especially like um like the success of them, but also the process of like the panic process and like how, how something gets made like this one. It's just interesting to hear sort of all the iterations. So, for example, the movie Up was originally not even, it was meant to be the story about um, two princesses that live in a castle that want to rule the kingdom after uh, their dad has died, but they can't agree. And then they fall back, fall down to the earth from this kingdom that's in the sky attached by balloons. And that's not at all what the, mm-hmm. what the what the movie is about. The movie is about an old person living in a house and his house gets lifted up in the sky by balloons. So the balloons are still there, but <laughs> they're, they're sort of talking about how, how this uh, process is being, how, the process they worked through to get to a completely different story but keep the same emotional attachment as they plan to in the first place um and those those are just really fun things to hear about so if you're interested in that part that's great but then he's also talking about things like team building and ways of like working together as a team and i think pixar has just gone through so many phases and there's a lot of pressure on pixar because they're successful and everyone loves pixar and i think because of that they had a lot of pressure on them now and then and it's just great to hear sort of how they deal with those situations. Some things I think are applicable to like the tech industry as well, so that can be interesting. Some things I think might not fit all companies. I think all companies are very very unique, but it's great to hear sort of his perspective of it and yeah, just for the for the stories alone, um it's it's really a really enjoyable book so far. Um could be that I hate the second half of it. I'll report back, but I I doubt it. So if you just like Pixar movies, I think it's a good, it's a good pick already. And cool.
1: yeah, that's Yeah, it. We, we went to the uh, lunch session at WWDC, mm. was that last year or the year before I think it was
0: last year, yeah. Uh,
1: where they were talking about...
0: Uh, cocoa.
1: Yeah, that's the one. Mm. That was a really good session.
0: Mm. Pick and up people
1: have some pretty interesting stories and they usually know how to tell stories, which is uh, <laughs> weird, All right. Yeah. So that's an added benefit. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Mm.
2: All right, Zach, do you want to go next? Sure, I can do that um my <laughs> pick is very timely given the situation of like work from home life. So my pick is uh, a desk contraption called very desk which um, is one of those like sit stand things that you can add to an existing desk um, and it converts your like normal, sitting peasant desk into one that sit stands <laughs> uh, i picked one up secondhand yesterday so i've been using it for like 24 hours um not continuously uh hopefully anyway <laughs> no uh, not continuously <laughs> um yeah so I've, I've recorded the podcast standing today so now i'm just trying to improve my home setup uh given that i'm uh, probably going to be work uh working from here for like six plus months um and one of the problems I found in the early couple of weeks of working from home is just sitting too long um, because there's no, like when you're in an office, generally there's a walk to the kitchen even to go get some water, which is much, mm-hmm. much further than the walk to the kitchen in my house. Um, so, it proves to be a bit more of time to stretch in the office. But yeah, at home, I'm just not really moving much. So, I um, mm. kind of wanted a, a standing desk um, to stretch out a bit during the day. So, mm. we'll see how this goes. But um, so far, so good. It's pretty cool. Um, and uh, like the, the obvious advantage to this one is it just sits on any desk and um meant that i didn't have to replace the whole desk and that maybe in six months when i go back to not working from home as much i can you know put it in a cupboard somewhere if i don't need the standing functionality like it's not disruptive in that in the way that replacing the whole desk would be um Mm -hmm. so yeah it's pretty cool um yeah so we'll see how it goes but i've got a nice nice setup i've been able to like prop up my laptop and use that as a second screen um so yeah it's pretty cool and i'm excited to actually like get stuck into some work uh, over the next week while standing. How how much of your
1: time do you spend sitting versus uh, standing?
2: Um, It varies. So, some days it's like 50-50. Some days I might only stand for an hour. Um, I usually try and stand in the morning for like the first hour or two of any day and then if i don't feel like standing the rest of the afternoon i'm not fast um but i would say most days it's probably around like three hours standing Mm -hmm. um as as, as do you feel like it
1: it varies with the type of task you're working on or is it more of a time-based
2: sometimes some uh (laughs) it's actually a really good question um i think there seems to be two factors uh one is like a tiredness perspective and not just like Mm -hmm. uh uh, like sleepy tired but like if i've gone to the gym and for example my legs are sore then i might not feel like standing as much that day mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Or same if I went for a run that morning or something like that but then there's the uh, sometimes for some reason like i'll be like i just really need to, like most tasks doesn't really matter whether i'm sitting or standing but sometimes there'll be something where i'm like it'd just be so much better to sit right now and just it's almost <laughs> like your body has nothing to worry about it's just like you just want to put all your brain power into like, whatever mm-hmm. it is you don't mm-hmm. want to worry mm-hmm. about. It's weird. because, But, yeah, it must, you must just be using a little bit more energy standing. And um, mm-hmm. it's just slightly more comfortable to sit um, when you mm-hmm. really need to focus on something. But it doesn't seem to be, like, uh, the, it doesn't seem to be the case all the time. Like, I can be super productive standing sometimes. But other times, it's like, no, I just really want to sit. So, there's no sort of pattern to it. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, that's it a really good question, though. Mm. Um.
1: Yeah, I find the same. I I often struggle standing and working on things that are very either challenging or frustrating. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I I, yeah. I hate working on something that's just frustrating, where it's like a weird simulator not spawning in a specific way in some script, and I'm just uh, everything is already annoying, and then uh, yeah. everything's <laughs> then that standing. little bit
2: too hard. You just want to yeah. you want to sit down <laughs> and remove that problem. Uh, mm. No, I, I totally get that. Um, yeah, so how hard is
1: it with your pick to to? If you would sit, want to sit? How long does it take to get from your standing to a seated position?
2: One second. It's really,
1: it's
0: super. super it just, quick. Fo-
1: it just mm. folds down. Yeah, essentially, Yeah,
2: it's, yeah I stick anything off. I, no, no, everything stays in place. Um, okay, and you just kind of push it down. It, it's probably a second uh, to get from uh, sitting to standing mm. and vice okay, versa. It's really, it's actually good. easier than it, time-wise. It's quicker than one of those electric desks. Because they mm-hmm. often take a few seconds. Mm. Um, yeah. So this, it's, it's quite, it's quite good. Um, the mechanism for which like it raises and, and goes back down, super easy. Like you can have mm. a lot of stuff on the desk. It can be quite heavy, but it's still really, like it's spring loaded. It's really easy to move. Um, so that's not a problem. It's mm. not like, it's not like I never, I never go, I'd ever go Oh, it, I want to sit, but it's too much effort to bring the desk down. Like it's not that kind of um, <laughs> challenge. It's, it's really light mm. to do that. Um, yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool. I have used this. Mm model of death actually the same model, same size, uh in various offices before. So uh I'm familiar with it, but yeah, uh, mm. happy to have one for home now. Yeah. Right. Cool. cool. Um,
1: all right. all right. your pick, pick? I, I changed last second. I, I was indecisive and now I go Oh,
0: away. I like this one.
1: All right. So uh my pick this week is humanbenchmark.com which is a website that lets you uh, do a lot of things um, to benchmark your human uh, capabilities, such <laughs> as how good you are at remembering long numbers or how fast your action time is, how your uh, short-term verbal memory is, hearing, typing, visual memory. They have a whole bunch of
0: things. And rest have all those things.
1: Yeah. So the one that I wanted to talk about in particular is the erection time test, because I think that's kind of fun. And we also, being stuck home a lot, uh, we we found some <laughs> interesting uh, alternatives to, uh, to entertain ourselves. And the erection time test is just very simple. It is a website that has a red box on top, and you should click your mouse button as soon as it turns green. And then it measures how long it took you from seeing green to you clicking the mouse button. Mm-hmm. And gives that back in milliseconds. And they do five tests and then spit out your your average result. And uh Samal so and I we competed a bit uh, in that test in the last few days. Mm-hmm. And it's actually quite fun. You can save your uh, results. They show you kind of where you sit within within the curve of of average human beings. Uh, and uh, you can store your uh, results. It's it's You can do that without giving them any data, um, you, without having an account, and you can just kind of see how your, your own performance kind of changes over time, and I used that for, for probably very ethical and useful things. I didn't look into it, but it's a fun thing to do.
0: You also don't have to create an account. You can just do it one time off, and yeah. then write down your numbers on a sheet of paper and do the score, the trend line yourself. Yeah. So, Zach...
1: If you would uh, happen to do the test right now, what would your average uh, results be?
2: I have not done it. Should I should, should I be doing this? We can all do it right now. No, all right. That's awesome. this, this makes for great podcast content. Um, I know, I know. Yeah.
1: Ooh, I've never been this bad. This is, this is not good. Human benchmark.
2: Th- okay. Uh, so you can do it without Ooh. signing in, say? Wait for green. I uh, just got 353 milliseconds. Is that bad? Yeah. <laughs>
0: just do five of them I see
2: okay my average was 279 Boo! Oh, it's slightly above the median
1: so minus 212 but that's that was really bad I, yesterday I had one uh, where it was apparently in a better mental state at <laughs> 172 I think was the average very good hmm. so Mullen what's <laughs> yours
0: I'm testing it.
2: <laughs> two minutes <laughs> <laughs> no that's Australian internet
0: <laughs> damn it I didn't focus on the last one but this is terrible my first one was 305 Whoa. and now it was 302 I screwed up the last one on this one um, but before that I had <laughs> I had
1: 12 no. <laughs> Normal, normally I have 12 this time I had 300 I don't know what happened must be JavaScript no what I
0: did before it was 270 I think which is still slightly higher than the slightly slower than the average uh, but it's not bad but like three or five seems pretty pretty bad um i do think it's hard for me to do this while talking and while listening to you guys at the same time so that's my excuse yeah.
1: Yeah. but anyway uh and it's quite i thought
2: it was quite it's fun, fun. Yeah. And, and, and it's also the- fun
0: to try different times a day like before you mm. drink coffee and after you drink coffee <laughs> um. good excuse to drink coffee <laughs> 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 yeah no it's a fun thing to entertain yourself with
1: mm. And it's, it's actually, it's quite fun. Uh, if you hit the save button after, you also see in the top, whatever percentile you are. Mm. So uh, you can see that you're in the top, whatever, and, and try to mm. improve. But it's also, they, they have a few of them. Like it's also the typing one is, is kind of obvious, right? You just type and kind of check your typing speed and compare that to a whole bunch of other people. Then the hearing one is about, uh, high frequency and hearing loss. Mm. Uh, visual memory is, uh, like you just remember a whole bunch of squares and which ones were uh, white and which ones weren't and it kind of increases and just kind of, yeah, a whole bunch of kind of cognitive and brain type uh, tests. Do they
0: give you some, any tips on the website on how to improve those things?
1: I know, that's part of the cognitive ability that you have to demonstrate to figure out ways <laughs> of getting better.
0: Yeah, no, uh, my, my solution is that I'm going to play more video game now to get a better reaction speed. It, it probably helps. No, I know, I know, I'm not are... joking. I, I do think it's good for eye-hand coordination mm. and for reaction speed.
1: Mm. And I mean, the the reason we uh, I, I found that was kind of looking into... Um, like game streaming services and people complaining about the latency that they said there it adds an extra twenty milliseconds. So I wanted to know what is the baseline of mm-hmm. how long does your brain actually need to parse information on the screen, then 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 send a signal to your muscles to hit a button, and how long? What's your human base latency? And I didn't think it would be this much because if you look at like if you add artificial lag to your mouse. You get very dizzy quite fast. Like if you add like 100 milliseconds latency to your mouse, all of a sudden you can barely use your computer. Yeah. Or like 200 is like you feel like you're drunk. Like yeah. like s- proper drunk. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I was surprised how how um, that the base latency seems to be around the mm-hmm. 200 mark for a lot of people.
0: But I do think I also can imagine that this is quite the average on this website is re- it's good to be a bit lower than the sort of population yeah. average in the world. Because realistically, most people would look into this would be people who are interested in reaction time and uh, who would like to have a good reaction time. Um, so I do think it's quite slightly skewed towards people with better reaction time in the first place.
1: Yeah, and then obviously things like, I mean, this, this thing targets more people that use the internet and uh, have access to computers, which probably excludes a certain... Uh, a group of people who might not have access to internet and, and those kind of things. So I, I, this is not an accurate representation of where you are within the world, but it's an accurate representation of how you are against all the other people that do this kind of thing for fun. Mm. Um, so yeah, know know who you compete against. Cool, cool. Anyway, uh, I expect everyone to send us uh, tweets about their own uh, reaction times with screenshots. Yep, because screenshots be cannot fun. be faked. <laughs> no, no, not at
0: all. All right, cool. All right, great. Stay safe. Yes, stay safe, everyone. Mm. And wash your hands.